Oh my god, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna puke! Ah, she's gonna puke! Ah, she's gonna puke! It's the Going Off Podcast with R.C. and Muse. I, you showed me that clip and I was just so confused as to what the content, just no context over here. I'm like, what's happening? So this man, uh, Darren Drozdoff, uh, he played football and his gimmick was that he could make himself uh, puke on This command. football player was yes, like, yes. wait, wait, but guys, I'm not done playing football yet. I- I'm not done with my tricks yet after winning this game. Watch me puke. Was Check that, it was out. That the- Look what I can do, essentially. Is that, was yeah. that part of his touchdown dance? Like- Maybe. I don't watch enough football to know. Oh, my goodness. But, so he was trying out for WWE, and mm. you see in the clip, uh, Vince is there. With a very 90s haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got uh, Jim Ross in the back. He's the head of uh, talent relations. He basically hires and fires people. He makes those decisions. So Dross mm. is in the room, and he's presenting himself as, I'm going to be this character named Puke, and, because I can make myself do it. And Vince is like, oh, yeah, you, uh, you think you could do that for me? You think if I get you a garbage can, you think you could do that for me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And he's like, all right, pal. Puts the garbage pan down, and Vince starts acting like he's on commentary for the match, and he gears himself up. He's gonna, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. And yeah, he, he doesn't, actually. Um, he yeah, just musters like- up like a little bit of spittle, and then Vince goes like... <laughs> It wasn't that funny, but... Yeah, um, it's such a bizarre, like, 90s, yeah, man, it's happening, 90s in your face, you know, like... It's because it was the first thing I thought of when we're looking at the album, (laughs) The House of Puke by Payday. Oh my lord, when I saw this, I was like, oh no. Like, I had that, is this gonna be another Sesame Street Gangsters? Is this what we're getting? Is this some fucking Adult Swim cartoon uh, uh, music that they got from Newgrounds or something like that? You know what's funny, if we're just going to go ahead and get right into it, because why not? We're talking about Payday and House of Puke, which is an acronym, and I don't know what it stands for, but it's requested by Hannah, so thank you, Hannah, for your request. And I think it's very funny that you bring up uh, Cartoon Network, because I actually got reminded a little bit of MC Chris, who did some voices on... um, C-Lab, C-Lab mm-hmm. and of course, uh, MCP Pants on uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I have no idea what Payday's deal is. I've never heard of them, her, before. Yeah. Now. The kid, adult. Uh... <laughs> the album art left a lot to be desired because it looks like it's Microsoft Paint. It's so, so gross looking. And I'm just like, I don't like just looking at the album cover. I was it was a daunting feeling just hitting play on this music and being surprised and underwhelmed at what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree because like I didn't hate this. I thought it was OK when you don't have any expectations. I guess 
anything is better than that. Mm. So I thought it was just going to start with straight up a, whole, a montage of hearing people puke like bleh, 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 House of Puke, turn House of Puke. I thought it was going to be like some weird ass gimmick album where it's like, oh my lord, what the fuck are we listening to? What weird ass Nickelodeon raps, you know, like where someone has a different sound effect assigned to every key on their keyboard so they can just like play a riff, but but yeah, it's like samples. We've all heard those. But yeah, it wasn't that. It's just kind of like. You know how I describe it? It would be like, okay, so take the 90s version of like a kid rapper with Aaron Carter. You know, that sort of mix of like, well, he's mostly singing, but then he, he just kind of gets the gumption to fucking rap halfway through. And yeah, uh, but this update that sound for like the the 20, uh, the 2020s. So now it sounds like emo rap kid shit. You know, like that's what I kind of feel like when I listen to this. It's just like it's going for something, but it's just so like it so still has that Justin Bieber stink of like, dude, you're a fucking kid. I don't believe half the shit you're saying for a second. You know, like you know who it reminded me of uh, your girl Crayshon. I was just about to say it reminded me of the uh, early 2010s white girl internet phenomenon of like, yeah. yeah, we're saying like outlandish shit, but we got white girl voices, so it's kind of ironic. You know, like I thought this started out actually pretty strong, in my opinion. I really liked Alphabet Soup. Uh, I could take it or leave it. And I really liked Disneyland. But then it kind of started to falter, like almost immediately. The attitude uh, tends to be what makes or breaks it. Like, if there's a lot of personality and uniqueness to it, that can kind of carry the track. But ones where it's uh, maybe not as interesting of a story or it's just kind of generic, that it really feels extra generic. The rapping is just like you said, it's 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 Crayshawn, white girl, rapping. Luckily, not with the embarrassing amount of, like... An affectation that you would hear from like an Iggy Azalea, yeah, yeah, per se, yeah. or like an Aquafina, but it was still kind of cringy at times. Oh yeah, but I think that really comes to a head on what I would consider to be uh, the worst song <laughs> on the oh, album. Man. Are we gonna are we gonna come to the uh, mutual conclusion of what I think it is? Dolphin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a shame because I really liked the verses on Dolphin. It's one of those songs what? where it's like, <laughs> I, this was clearly going to be their bitch on my cow, bitch on my cow, right? Oh. But it just dips a little too far into ridiculous. Like, this is what I, at first when I was listening, I was like, oh, is this like a Doja Cat sort of ripoff sort of thing? And then when she did this, I was like, oh, okay, so we're especially going for that, like, meme rap, you know, lol to random, you know? Yeah, the, uh, the chorus is... E E E oh, E Lord. E. I'm a dolphin on the beat. Auto tuned. E E E fucking. E. Bitch, I'm swimming in the sea. Fucking like, Xtino oh. from goddamn uh, uh, Bojack Horseman. Oh, <laughs> that fucking flow is basically going on in the song, ladies and gentlemen. So and 
Yeah, that sucks. And what was up with the ending where it's like... I hated that too. It, it, it felt like it should have been like the, oh, I'm going stupid, just randomly freestyling at the end. But it just so goes nowhere that it's like, all right. And then at the last second, you just kind of fizzled out there too. You know, like... I, I'm a dolphin like Dan Marino. Got a lot of cheese like Pecorino. I'm a killer. Yeah, he know, she know. Yeah. But do you know... Do we know? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, all right. Come on, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. And then what was Guts? Where, where was like, the was like, okay, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just read something that you need to hear. What? Dolphin was co-produced by Andy M. of Death Grips. Get the fuck out of here. What? Well, you know what? That explains why it's the... <laughs> The most interesting thing on here, at least. I, I, what the fuck? I had no idea of that. That's, that's amazing. Uh, you know, oh, you know, honestly, when I went, I scrolled down a little bit, that song is tied uh, to me worst with Meow God. I actually liked Meow God. Oh, what in the world was going on with that one? That was the most where I was just like, okay, this is Crayshaw and shit. Oh, no way. I actually really liked that one. At first it sounded okay where it's like, when I die, they'll know it was all imaginary. They'll pop, uh, they'll say Poppy got a job or make it sing like a canary. I don't want your feature. I don't want to have to carry you. All my friends are ghosts and I don't want to have to bury you. Please don't get too close because I don't want to have to marry you. Oh. <laughs> Something in my head. I'm thinking, what would Bloody Mary do? It's like, is this threatening? Am I trying to be the badass? Am I trying to be the... Like, I just don't know where the fuck this person's going right now. It's just, it's like, so much of the lyrics on this album is just like, what? I know you're swinging for the fences, but it seems like you're not aiming anywhere, you know? Like... I think this was a really good example of the flow and the feeling of it kind of made me ignore some of the whacker oh, lines. Oh, sure, with the meowing and w- w- what's happening in the production, yeah, it's kind of All, interesting, although, at least. I did, like... You say you got drip, boy, that hyperhidrosis. That's yeah. a pretty dope line. Like, yeah, I was like, that's a one good. And it, it feels like that thing where it's just like you had one good line in here and then you just like built everything up to that. And like that line is like the mountain. And now we're just yeah. going down the mountain. And it's wow, it's taking a lot longer to get down this mountain than it took to get up it. You know, like <laughs> the uh, the songs I would say come the closest to to that um and are definitely in the bottom half would be moving i thought it was a fun mm. enough track but it wasn't nearly yeah, as captivating as the previous three again these felt like songs that could be on like like a modern movie on i don't know netflix uh, new american teen sex comedy or something like oh, that this is like yeah. playing in the background of like you know yeah yeah Something starring uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things trying to break out into a more oh, sure. you know, salacious role. You know what I'm saying? Here's Finn Wolfhard, and he's going to make a lot of dick jokes or some shit. <laughs> uh, moving, uh, then party. What was Malang? What does that word even mean? That was a character in a cartoon. I'm Mulang, and you're Pew Pew. Mulang and Pew Pew are a duo within the Mulang franchise. It's like a little... It, it looks like Hello Kitty style artwork. It's that kind of thing. Is he referencing Tinky Winky and Jin type of characters. Like, is this what we're doing right now? 
Let's not act like fucking Lil Nas X didn't write a whole goddamn song <laughs> called Panini about That's a character true. from Chowder. But, but look, it's you made more that sound cool. You, think. you made that sound cool, though. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like, you gotta make it. Hey, Panini. Don't you be in me? You know, it's like, it's sort of, it's sort of like, it's so like, oh, come on now. Don't be so mean. You know, it, it so gets you in that way where it works in that childish fun way. With, with this, I'm not, there's some charm here. But I definitely so thought Lang was one of the more charming cuts. Yeah, like, it's okay. Uh, you know, I think this was early on when I was still just kind of like, just surprised that it wasn't like, you know, novelty puke rap shit going on. So it was, was actually like, like competent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is something. Okay. And, and my thing about it was, it was like, it, it, the thing about it is, yeah, it's like, it's very competently produced. But mm. what in the fuck is they talking about half the time? Like, you know, yeah. I, I agree in, in that in that capacity, because even like um, this ended with a fucking thud, unfortunately, yeah. um, with shout shout out soldier girl. Oh, fuck, my God. <laughs> and IDC. I was what just like, man, world? you really just faded out with this. It, it felt like there were two different artists. It felt like there mm. was one artist who's the. I'm trying to emulate early 2000s, uh, you know, uh, uh, R&B singer, uh, B2K or Marion or something like that. And the uh, other side was like, but I want to do uh, Lil Wayne from the early 2000s. And then they got in a Freaky Friday thing or a fucking, <laughs> uh, what's that, the fly thing where it's like, uh, and they like fucking splice together. Like, oh no, but this rap album's due next week. Like, you know, and they're like arguing over like which track to do. Like, you yeah, because I thought the vocals on the first few cuts were like, whoa, this is better than I was expecting. Yeah. Like, damn, OK, very, uh, very interesting, unique sound anyway. Um, but then, yeah, the ones that are a little bit more, like I said, mid, um, they feel extra mid when yeah. you're kind of used to the delivery. That kind of shock has worn off. And if the tracks aren't really about anything interesting, like like Little Green Car, or what, like what the ones I mentioned before, fucking guts was like, I'm not in love because I'll never be, but I love you more than me. <laughs> and and then in the hook, it's like, I love you totally, and I'm like, well then, wh which is it? <laughs> Am yeah. I the cold-hearted player or the fucking I love you so much, like? <laughs> I thought it was a sweet track, but it really didn't hit me like that. But I did like, and I wish I wish Payday would do this more throughout the albums. There were little parts in the refrain where she was actually like going for the singing vocals, right? And I was like, mm. whoa, okay. Yeah. Like there's right. a lot of like, talent. Oh, this feels like a legit song, like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of talent on display. And it's like, I want to hear more i think you know like uh, right like there's some person oh perfect example big boy so uh, this is the this track where i was just like okay maybe this person's just like you know a gender queer just like gender fluid they don't give a fuck because they just keep going like oh boys rule girls drool but then it's like Oh, but then I'm the uh, the cool uh, the cool girl with the with the Hello Kitty backpack or something like that, and I'm like, okay, 
I guess I guess it's just whatever. I don't know. Like, dude, you know, but it, like, and if it was more like just confident in like with a direction, it would hit a little harder because it's like there's like some jokes on here where it's just like kind of funny. Where it's like, oh, this is where the song ends, right? Uh, no, but I'm keeping going. And it's like, oh, yeah. I, I think I got, like, I got, I remember getting a bit of a laugh out of that. And it'd be like, oh, it ends here, right? Like, yeah, uh, w- w- no, but anyway. <laughs> See, the thing is, I would have bought into that, but at no point when she did that, did it feel like the natural ending point right, of the it song? it was like clearly too early. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like halfway through a verse. It's like, I would never think the song would be over right here. I don't know. Like, remember when Eminem did the, like, you know, I'll kill you. I ain't done to say the chorus. I ain't even drunk you. Can you live yet to pay the floor? Yeah. Like, that was a good, like, flip. Because, like, oh, the song had gone on for eight bars. And maybe it came back. You know, like, yeah. I'm enjoying the tone of how it feels. And then as soon as I think about it for a second, I'm like, wait, but did that make sense? Like, it's like, oh, if you think any different, then you're going to get smacked flat back on the floor. And if you get mad, I'm going to call you a whore. <laughs> nice. Love it. Feminism. I only like parties when there's men up in them. And I'm like, ah. I think that's funny. Like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, I was about to comment on Big Boy because that one kind of confused me. Like, I think they were going for a commentary there, but I didn't really get it. Yeah, love it. Feminism. Like, that would have been a dope bar if it made more sense, I guess, in the context of what was happening, but I was confused. Yeah. Is, okay, so is she doing a... And I hate to remind people of this, but remember the song The Man that Taylor Swift did? Putting on the air of the guy to take the piss out of guys or not. Like, yeah. I, I was just kind of <laughs> confused by that one, so I didn't really know how to feel. I thought it was one of the better ones overall anyway, but yeah, I, I would have liked it more if I was more sure of what was happening. Like, it sounded like a, that bizarre SpaghettiOs music, commercial music that, like, you'd hear in, like, little, uh, little Uzi Vert songs, you know? Like, and it's one of those things where I was just like, this is silly, but if they stick in the landing, I could see enjoying this. That's how so much of these tracks feel like. It's just like, this is weird, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm ready to jump in, but then they just kind of land on their face and don't really deliver, you know? I thought Cry was all right. Get so heated, start steaming like a kettle. Bright red cheeks dripping tears on your freckles. I know life can be stressful. Even the rock can feel like a pebble. Yeah. I thought that was okay. But then you, know, the, you need tissues for your is. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> How do you expect me to listen to this fucking seriously? Come on. like. <laughs> and I thought Jack Boy on Beam 2 was okay. Okay. What in the fuck? Was this weird ass uh, sound like they're sampling an inspirational uh, uh, movie from the 90s, like, you know, but with trap raps beats remixed over it? Like, they're trying to do the, oh my god, hip hop. You never thought hip hop and classical music could be blended together. Oh, oh. But it's just so, like, this doesn't fit. This is too much. It reminds me of that Kanye West song. I think it was on his second album, where it was like Ride Slow or something like that. Where, do you remember with like Cameron on it or something like that? Where it sounds like like they're doing like oh you know rap and like you know or- orchestral music, but it ends up sounding like this weird like down on the farm. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think I remember that. <laughs> like how you gonna keep Kanye down on the farm? It's like what is oh, this isn't working. <laughs> 
I guess it just didn't click the same way for the both of us. And then what was he saying? You light up my heart like a Glock with a beam? Like, what is this halfway trying to do gangsta thug poet imagery, but yeah. also trying to do a love song, girl? It's just so, like, halfway in it. It's just like, ah. Like, Jack Boy's not bad. I don't remember him feeling that bad, but it just feels so awkward. This feels like it's supposed to be heartwarming, inspirational, you know, Grammy-nominated music, but then you're rapping these, like, Girl, I love you bars, but with this hardcore edge to it where it's like, what is going on? So what did you give this overall? I gave this a two out of five. Uh, a generous one. I actually walked away with a three and a half, which I know oh, you're wow. going <laughs> to. Yeah. But from there, we're going to switch gears to a new release. Have you heard about this? Beyonce's new album. Have you, seen uh, folks? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this new uh, Beyonce girl? I don't know what the this new up and comer, this new upstart, this fresh faced youngster, Beyonce. It's uh, Renaissance or Renaissance Chapter One or something because mm. it's apparently the first in a trilogy. Or, or maybe she's doing like Renaissance, and the next one's gonna be like classical, and the next one's gonna be Baroque. You know, uh, like it's gonna be. Ooh. You know, there's going to be a romantic, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be interested to see what a Baroque Beyonce album I would, would love sound to like. get a Baroque Beyonce album. <laughs> My rating will reflect that Muse really dug this. Mm. And on paper, you could be led to assume that. <laughs> because generally speaking, I did. And more songs than not, I did. Maybe. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me look through here. Okay. Here's the thing overall, man. I'm going to come clean. Mm. I, I thought this was pretty boring. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Didn't you text me? You're like, yeah, I, I like had to, I fell asleep like two times listening to this album. I was like, oh, did they mean just like, oh, it was like, you know, they, they listened to it when it came out. Or it was like, or did they mean like, oh, no, I had to have like different sleeping sessions to get through. <laughs> I, I was sitting there listening and I legitimately, do I found myself dozing off a couple times. Damn. Um, musically, I think this album is wall to wall bangers for the most part. Competent, right? Beyond Beyonce, though, mm. she on here was pretty boring, in my opinion. Okay, I feel like this is what I'll say. Do you remember that the, the Carter's album where it was like, you know, yes. Timbaland's My First Rap Album for Beyonce, you know? It's certainly well-produced, and she is okay, but it feels like she's, like, rapping a lot where it's like, hey, you know there's a person here who does the rapping that can just kind of handle that, right? Like, yeah, like, why don't you just let him do that, <laughs> you know? like I, I've heard Beyonce rap to an extent that I thought was like, yeah, okay, yeah, she's carrying this. Yeah. There were some songs on here. Which one? Church Girl, oh specifically. <laughs> where I was like, I do not think she is convincing in this role. Uh, yeah. It's and like trying to balance this church girl who's ratchet, like... I like what they're doing here with the throwback... Sure, like, trying to balance. blend the genres. Yeah, the Big Frida feature. You got a lot of these beats kind of sounding, you know, almost uh, big chromatica vibes. Mm. Where 
We're back mm. to the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, house uh, fucking on. She just has that affectation at a couple of points. Is that specific like nineties nineties Madonna talking to you very precisely? You know, like yeah. And um, I appreciate that they went for that vibe. I don't think um, I don't think this is her shade. Mm. If that you know what makes it is? sense, I think it doesn't. It doesn't hit it like I know it's doing prestige, but it doesn't commit to it in the same way that I feel like uh, Anderson Pack and you know they did. Yeah. They they committed because it's like there's parts where it, like it feels like. Yeah, this feels like pastiche, but it doesn't feel like fully committed to it. It feels like we're doing, oh, and here's a smattering of this color, and then here's a smattering of that color for that one. And it doesn't feel like it's like, no, let's actually do a Bruno Mars and give them a, a full, like, full fucking number if we're going to go out with it, you know? Um, like, uh, going. I mean, I was just thinking about the big single. Like, as much as I think it's fine, like, I kept feeling to myself... Oh, but it doesn't necessarily pass the sample test of like, but would I rather, as soon as I hear this, oh, it's just teasing me with that melody. I just want to go hear the original song, you know? I, like, yeah. And it's not as bad. It's not as bad as the Jack Harlow Fergalicious <laughs> where I'm just like, I'm the, I can't even finish the song before I need to go to the other one. Like, I can't yeah. get through this. But like the whole time I keep thinking like, but you specifically didn't use the main melody and I could tell that you avoided it because it, you knew it would be too cheap, but you still wanted to use like the build up to it and you kind of didn't do something with it you had a little of the Italo house like you know big chords you know what I mean but mm-hmm. it, 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 again it's the Italo horse but it, it doesn't feel like it fully commits to it it feels like oh here's that little color for a couple of seconds you know what I mean it doesn't really feel like here is a 90s strike in the same way that what's the name of that song when I am with you there's no place I'd rather be no 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 and you're the really big the really big string the whole vibe yeah it, it felt like it was plucked out from that time period right right this felt like beyonce recorded vocals before they agreed upon this throwback thing and mm. i feel like they could have just been put on anything not until in my opinion the ending did it really click for me mm. because well, i think america has a problem pure honey and Summer Renaissance, I think those are potentially three of, if not the best songs on the album. I'll actually say the last two are the best songs on the album. In my opinion, I think uh, Plastic Off the Sofa is a strong cut. Uh, uh. I thought the album ended really strong and started out possibly with the two weakest cuts on the whole mm. album. Now, okay, so m- my thing about it is the first track... I at least give it points for being ambitious because like with the way it's like doing the sampling, like I can see it easily getting annoying and I don't say like it listen to it too many times, but I like Mm. that it's doing the thing where it's like changing up the time and like playing with the sample in this sort of, it's that Pharrell sort of production where it's like, wait a minute, like, but it feels like, like, yeah, but it feels like that Pharrell is sort of like evolving the sound instead of just doing, you know, the, the fucking Amelie, 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 you know, just trying to see like, wait can i actually like you know if i if there's like a whole poem of someone rapping or something like that can i like take different parts and sort of like start to evolve them it it was a little too notice me i'm being experimental you know what i mean but at the same time i was just like but it's the first track like hey she's being ambitious like this is an album we weren't expecting it it gets dropped and this is the first thing you hear like you're already like where the fuck are we going and i do like that throughout the album 
it kind of like does things where it's like, oh, it's the end of the song, but we're kind of speeding up a little bit because we're amping up to the next song's BPM. You know, like I did really enjoy that. You know, like I thought that was a really cool thing to do. Are we talking about the motherfuckers ain't stopping me sample? And I'm that girl. Yeah, that got old for me. I thought it was okay, um, but they really did just drill it into the ground. Yeah, for sure. I think later on when they use Big Frida, I think just because she has a, just a great vocal styling, it, yeah. it works a lot better. I was just thinking, like, she sounds like like Buster Rhymes if, you know, he was still interesting. I was like, no, wait. Yeah. She sounds like KRS-One if he ever wanted to have fun. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's so commanding and, like, you know, it gets your attention. And, like, it really is starting to piss me off that, like, we keep playing this game of, like, Big Frida can be sampled, but she can't just have a writing credit and be on the song and like they did that with like public enemy i remember when we were going through the uh uh the, all my twitch live streams uh, uh promo for that uh, real quick um but yeah when we were going through like the late 80s early 90s there was this thing where like a lot of the pop songs and the new jack swing songs they would be sampling public enemy and i was like kind of taken aback by that i was like oh that's interesting like this person uh, like they were huge and they were like selling like you know on their own terms but they weren't you wouldn't necessarily call them pop stars but what's fascinating is that when you go back like to that era in order for the pop stars to feel cool i think a lot of them were like sampling the cool motherfucker but like you know with that it felt like it's like a, a bit of a respect thing like because you know that they're huge on their own and so like oh hey you know this pop star is down because they're sampling the underground like kings right now but at the same time with big freedom like but she's not really selling like platinum records like that it just kind of feels like they're just using her voice uh, especially with like a drake i think that happened twice didn't it but it's never uh, she's never in the music video you know she's never like featuring this person you know Oh, no. Yeah, 100%. It's using the vocalist from the Weather Girls. Right. And having oh, the, the model <laughs> in the music video or having Missy Elliott in the Raven Simone oh, song, no. but having someone <laughs> lip sync over it. I like having Big Frida showing up in popular tracks, and I think we need more artists like her to add diversity to the sound and just having different people than we're used to. But... I can't help but feel like she's the cheat code that everyone uses for credibility mm. when they can't produce the sound that's authentic enough that it doesn't just sound like a cheap knockoff. When you have Big Frida on there, it grants you that credence that like, oh, this is legit. This is authentic because Big Frida's here. I wouldn't be so bothered by that. But it really does feel like people don't know any other bounce artists. So it's like, well, let's just get Big Frida. That's worked for other people. It's like you could get any of these different artists. Unfortunately, I can't name any because the only person that keep getting, keeps getting shoved down my throat is That's Big Frida. Name. And there's got to be other ones, right? <laughs> like, this is the case. She can't be it. And it felt the same way. Yeah, like, is she the only one keeping that genre, like, existing? No fucking way! That's just impossible. one artist, then. Like, one artist can't be an entire genre. We were talking about, man, it would have been great if Lady Gaga featured uh, musicians from the 90s uh, house period, you know, to, to, to feature on these cuts. And honestly, in hindsight, I don't think they needed them. Like, I think there's a lot of cuts on Chromatica that still stand up. And maybe at the time, I thought m maybe just to, like, 
seal the deal that they could have used more of an authentic flavor or like someone else, you know, just to mix it up a little bit. But I, I think they stand alone on their own. I remember feeling like the Elton John cut was a little wonky and the and the sour candy, the one with the K-pop group, it felt like they weren't really like cohesive. Yeah, it felt like they could have been a little bit more of like actually working together to make a track on it. You know, it felt like, oh, I'll just send you the lyric. You know what I mean? Like if you were to be like, I need somebody. I mean, even though Lady Gaga's queer herself, but to be like, oh, I need a queer artist to make this authentic shortlist who am I going to get on here Elton John feels cheat code that's a cut that I skip because I still don't really like that song but when I go back to this album today when I re-listen to it I had to re-listen to like half of it to just be like how did this song go again because they really didn't stick with me unfortunately like a lot of these didn't they all just Mm. kind of run together because when I say Beyonce is boring I couldn't tell you the difference between this song and this song about what they're about. Yeah. If you look on Genius, it says uh, this album is about um, how Beyonce felt dealing with COVID-19 because we're still dealing with those kind of releases and about self-love and all that. And it's like, it, that just feels like a Beyonce album to me. Yeah. Like, we've had these. Now you're right. just painting it in a, well, now it's Beyonce talking about how she dealt with the pandemic. It's like, look, man. If we're talking about Beyonce just having fun, remember that song 7-Eleven? Sure. <laughs> it was like, my foot up, my foot up, and oh I got God. my foot. And it's like, yeah, that's just Beyonce fucking around. That felt more authentic uh. than this album, because here it felt like she was trying to put on a costume to try to fit in with this mm. style that she didn't ever do. There's one cut on here that felt like a throwback to, like, Destiny's Child kind uh, of vibes. Uh. And I was like, that's where she sounds natural because that was a style, a sound that she did and that she yeah. mastered. Yeah, exactly. But when she tries on this other costume of this throwback style that she never really took part of, uh, she said this album was a tribute to, I think, like her brother or cousin. I forget who, but uh, they died of HIV, but they were someone who like was really influential in introducing Beyonce to the genre. It might have been her uncle because she brings them up at one oh, point. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like, wow, yeah, that, like that's really cool. That's Ever. nice. But it definitely does feel secondhand, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, it, it, you know what it is? It felt like, remember the Donald uh, Glover album? Uh, or oh. Awaken My Love, where it also kind of felt like, this is cool that I guess that you're doing something a little different in a different genre, but it feels like I'm putting on my dad's shoes. Yeah, like... I still haven't revisited that album since we reviewed it. <laughs> I completely forgot about that thing. <laughs> like, that just came and went. Because it had that hit song, uh, uh, My Peanut oh. Butter Chocolate Cake with Kool-Aid. Because that song was dope, but it was so clearly like, doing like, oh yeah, this is clearly ripping, like, I want to be with you. But that's fine if you make it sound good, you know, that's okay. I'm, I won't tell the, the copyright <laughs> police, you know. Oh um, yeah, not everyone can pick up on it right away. Yeah, but like, as soon as you listen to the album, it becomes that, oh, that's all you had was just getting in your dad's shoes. And like, I, I really like the Parliament Records. So yeah, this like, oh, I really like my uncle's, you know, uh, house records and, and, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I, I don't I don't feel like the lifeblood. But here's my thing. It still feels like a an art pop uh, album in the sense that it, there's interesting like through lines of like 
topics and like musical things. And so it becomes this thing where it's like, it, I don't want to say it tricks you into thinking that it's more ambitious, but like <laughs> it does do a thing that like the typical pop album doesn't do where it's like, oh, what? We're slightly speeding up. Oh, to bring you into the next track. That's an interesting thing. And or how she'll like bring up aliens in one track. And then in the next track, she's talking about spaceships flying. And you're like, wait, what is it? Is there just like thematic things that are just like continuing? You know, so it's like it's not the most like, you know, intense thing, but it's just kind of interesting to hear these like motifs kind of come back to you in a, in a way, you know, like, so I think that's kind of cool in a way but yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't fully come together and oh that was the track energy we were talking about you know uh, people sampling big freedy to get clout and it kind of felt like there was a thing with the afro beat thing too where it's like ooh, don't you hear these people with you know accents so you know yeah, yeah. energy you yeah, know what i'm saying that, yeah yeah and so it kind of felt like a uh, oh, is this a real collaboration or is this a, hey, I hear this is the big thing right now, you know, throw me a track. You know what I'm saying? I forgot where I was going with the Break My Soul. When I heard it on the radio, I wasn't impressed by it. I wasn't really bowled over. But when I heard it on the album, in the context of the album, uh, it hit me a lot stronger. Because I sure. think they, they must have edited this so it didn't sound like... I know they had to, mainly because... It transitions from energy, like, yeah. flawlessly, but energy yeah. is, like, a barely even two-minute track, which just felt like a continuation to Cuff It. So you've got Cuff It that transitions right into energy, which transitions right into Break My Soul, and I think that's a great little chunk of the album, because they all, they all, like, flow together really well, yeah. they all got really nice energy, and the build-up from Cuff It to energy to break my soul was like we finally got to like the the encore of the concert like here's the yeah, big hit and right. it really felt like at that point i was like oh yeah absolutely this is the lead single what else could it be like but it because would, it had that much build up yeah you know what i was thinking is like it would be cool if this was like the next evolution of pop like people making three part songs and then the big hit is like oh the the third part of the suite you know what i'm saying like, yeah absolutely i also really like this line in energy i wanted to quote the uh i just entered the country with derringers <laughs> Because them Karens just turned into terrorists. Yo! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> that was a really good line. And unfortunately, yeah, really I don't really have much in the way of lyrics quoted on this yeah. thing because I wasn't too blown away by them. I mean, like, Beyonce is supposed to be about the, the vocal delivery and it's supposed to be about that. And you, yeah. know, you definitely get those flourishes of her doing the, you know, put a little bit more flair on the vocals, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and you always enjoy it whenever it happens. But yeah, uh, again, it, it it feels like still within that realm on a certain level that that is still kind of like kept to certain spaces and not really like incorporated into, you know, in the same way that like in the 90s hearing like a Mariah Carey track or something like that, where it's like, it feels like the whole time the song is having her vocalisms in mind. You know what I'm saying? And having how she does things as opposed to this where it feels like her her, you know, vocal flares are kind of like kept to certain spaces at certain times because there's a whole bunch of moving parts on this album happening. You know what I mean? I hate to say this, but I couldn't help but feel that sometimes, sometimes when I was enjoying the beats really well, that Beyonce was just kind of getting in the way and right, distracting over singing. me. Yeah. Yeah. I was mm. like, I just really want to hear this beat right now. 
I don't really care what you're saying, unfortunately. I also had quoted, I forgot about this, uh, the outro to Alien Superstar I thought was really slick. We just reaching out the solar system. We flying over bullshit. We flying over supernatural love up in the air. I'm, I, I just talk my shit, Casanova. Superstar, supernova. Power, pull him in closer. If that's your man, then why are you over here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit. Um, again, the little bit of personality that comes through. And I think it was Alien Superstar where it was like, stilettos kicking diamond vintage crystals off the bar. Like, that was so yes! the category, bad bitch, I'm the bar. <laughs> like, you know, that was kind of That's fun. when you're embracing the 90s shit. That's yeah. when you're actually doing the fucking vocal delivery that sounds like that. And it's like, this feels like that, man. Like, the other ones just feel like whatever. And all, But what I did like about this track is that the the slowed down unique, <laughs> like that kept coming up and just felt a oh, little, yeah. just that one edge over the line of like, okay, stop doing this. Like, especially when it ended the track with it, it was just like, okay, that's just silly, stop. Like, <laughs> How did you feel about six minutes of Virgo's groove? Definitely did not need to be six minutes. It felt no. like one of those, this is six minutes for some sort of like, oh, it's six minutes and nine seconds to emulate the the six and the nine of the whatever symbol or you know what i mean like it felt like that sort of thing yeah like i liked the sound of it but i did not think it needed to go on that long yeah like it sounds nice but i remember having that moment of like why is this still happening though Uh, so i like the transition from energy into break my soul i like the like your Mm. big freedom example at the end and the way that transitions into what's happening next yeah um then you get the (laughs) trap gospel and church girl i'm like i Mm. I, I think I see what you're trying to do, but when you throw in like, oh, work it, church girl, work it, and then it, you can be my daddy if you want to, and I'm like, is this gelling? I don't think this fits. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, what's going on? I see them gray sweats. Ooh, I see a blank check. Ooh, like, wait, is what's happening? Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah. like, slow down. Is she seeing the dick print? But is she see? Is she treating him like he's just money? Like, what's going on? Wait, but I thought. Because she literally must be the cash because it ain't your face. And I'm like, oh, is this where these lyrics happen? What's going on? Spin that cash on the on the collection plate a little harder. Like what? Twerk over the holy water. Like what's happening? Because it's so insane because after that is plastic off the sofa. I was like, wow, this is automatic. Like that track was just like, oh man, Beyonce is not sexy at all. And then this absolute next track comes in and I was like, oh wait, never mind. No, she's very sexy. Yeah, the fucking vibe on Plastic Off the Sofa is so dope. I love that. It's a fantastic cut. Oh, my God. That one line where she goes like, I know I know. growing up you've had it a little rough, but that's okay. I like it. I was like, oh. Ah! <laughs> Miss Knowles, I do believe I caught the vapors. <laughs> Although, I thought that was kind of awkward. Like, yeah. I don't know how those two lines. Just don't think about it. <laughs> It felt like a very cheesy pickup line, but I was like, okay, you know, I'll allow it. (laughs) But Beyonce doing a pickup line, it's like, you know, hey, (laughs) you know. Yeah, it's going to work, yeah. It's the Tyler, the creator level of like, oh, you look malnourished, you know, like, ah, it's finger guns, you know, being cheesy, you know. 
Now we got Move featuring Grace Jones. I don't know where oh, she oh is in this. She's in it. Like if you hear the one, you know, older woman sounding like a growling tigress, that's that part is her. Oh, okay, okay. I think I know what you mean. Because, but she's like not like she doesn't have like a verse, but she's like just kind of like peppered throughout the track. Just kind of weird I think, way. Yeah, I thought it sounded like a sample, and maybe yeah. maybe that was just just Grace. Okay. But it sounds so much like what. You know, her. it doesn't sound like her from the 80s. Like, it sounds like, oh, no, this sounds like they recorded her last week. Like, you know. It's either Move or Heated that people are talking about now because Beyonce had to take a word out of it. It might have been when I dozed off, but I don't think I noticed uh, it. <laughs> Was it like a thing with, uh, like with Lizzo? Yeah, yeah. She used the same word. She's the uh, same ableist slur, um, which is weird because, yeah, like you said, Lizzo used it and people were me. like... Eh, let's not use that. And she's like, oh, okay. And she was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. she was just like, oh, you know, I understand. I'll take yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. So it's very weird to just this quickly again, again. be running into the same thing. It's like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they heard about that. Like, was it too late? I mean, or was it like... It, and honestly, it might be a thing of like, you know, you're working on a whole bunch of shit in the music. You just don't think about it. You know, I think it might be one of those things. There's so much happening in the mix of like an hour long album from song to song. You know, I, I, that's honestly what I think about. Because it's like, this it, is like a Disney movie, Disney and Pixar at this point. of like, how the hell does this happen back to back? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> like, there's no way they planned that. Like, that's that would be the the dumbest thing to plan for, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I've got it. Oh, that worked i'm gonna start that controversy too by saying the word and then taking it out like you know like that would be the weirdest thing to discover like oh my god beyonce is pr people using outrage culture you <laughs> yeah, know to get clicks. after all this time <laughs> but then yeah unfortunately thick and all up in your mind it's okay yeah we're both yeah. just kind of meh i really like the beat on both of them uh, but the verses and chorus are just kind of there. I, I like thick. I like how she uses that sort of like bordering on raspy mm. voice at the beginning. That like you like that. Uh, like I was just like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And I like the whining synths that kind of come in, like mm. uh, like uh, the third, like the third part of the track. Like I thought that was so cool sounding. But again, it's that thing where it's just like, oh my god, yeah, we're going nineties West Coast, okay, for a couple of seconds. You uh, know, like yeah. <laughs> It's just like, oh, why don't you want this to be the whole song? Why does it have to just be a flourish? Why can't you feel like you, you just commit to this for the whole song, you know? I like that she has fun on some of these tracks, like Heated. I like that she has, like, you know, fun on it where it's like, I, I you know, first it sounds like there's someone rapping and you kind of can't tell who it is. And then I think it actually turns out to be Beyonce because she starts, like, rapping the thing at the end. And it kind of seems like maybe they just mixed it and put it at the beginning as well. But, I, I, like... It was fun and just kind of silly and like having fun with it on the flow, you know, in that way where it's just like, it may not be like the most lyrical or whatever, but like it's enjoying itself. And like, you know, we're just like the fingers don't tap, tap, tap on my MC, on my MPC, making disco trap, like, you know, making disco trap, what? just naming the genre, like, you know, Uncle Johnny made my dress, that cheap spandex, she looked like I'm at, so like, I just liked that it was like just having fun and just being silly. And like, like I said, with Thick, even though it's like, I didn't think it was like a great track, like it has these moments of like ooh that's a cool color that's a cool little moment of brilliance and all up in your mind yeah okay this song it felt like it felt like something was missing like there was a drop or something that that was missing with this where it felt like it kind of kept building up in the thing that felt like it was the 
the pre-chorus, but it kind of turned out that that was just kind of the, the chorus, but it felt like this needed like a, you know, the drum is kind of building up and then it needs a boom, like it needed that moment, but it kind of didn't really come, you know? Yeah. America has a problem. Here's my thing. I like the way this song sounds. Mm. I like that it just sounds like this early 90s Sonic the Hedgehog slash New Jack Swing. <laughs> but what in the hell is up with this title? Like, I was thinking like, oh, America has a problem. Oh, oh this is the, the hyper obvious message song. But they're like, oh, but maybe not. Because halfway through the verse, he's like, you know that booty gonna do what it do? You can't hit it one time, multiple. I know you see these rack, rack, racks on me. Now come and get high. <laughs> like, oh, what? It just starts <laughs> with the America's got a problem sample. Yeah, and then it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. I was just waiting for this album to deliver on the sound that I was, like, hoping for. And, and after that, I think, like, like I said before, I think Pure Honey and Summer Renaissance are the best encapsulation, the best example of what I really wanted this album to be. I think about the Pure Honey song, again, it sounds like halfway of two tracks where yeah. the first half sounds like broad, uh, like uh, it sounds like a cover of Broadway or something like that. You know, has the real heavy pianos, kind of sounds like doing another Italo house thing. But then halfway it switches to like just the disco sort of thing. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, oh, okay. And then the ending with the, with the person going, honey, honey. Oh. Like, it was just a little too silly. Yeah, like, I did not like that. Thank you it for was reminding slightly me about over that. The, yeah, like, like maybe if that person had had a verse, and so you could kind of get their personality, and maybe they're saying really funny, silly things. <laughs> and so at the end, you know, when they come through, and like, you know, we're having a kiki round of tea, honey, honey, you know, like that sort of thing. Maybe that would work. But it just felt too out of nowhere. Where it was like, yeah. uh, oh, uh, what's happening? Like it was just too up in the mix. Where it was like, why, why are you presenting this person as if we knew them the whole time? You know, like. But the Donna Summer interpolation Man, okay. on Summer Renaissance. <sighs> this actually hits it, though. Oh. This is the... You know what I'm talking about? This is the... I know you're sampling this thing, but because you're taking the, that build-up part and making it the main thing of the song, yeah. like it feels like it's its own thing. If this transitioned into the, I feel love, it would feel cheap. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the other one, it felt like that should have happened the whole time because it felt like it was just like, yeah, you're clearly just like... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, this isn't the main melody. It's right before the main melody, but it's still kind of similar. With this one, it's like, no, there's two distinct parts. And so, like, just playing and drumming up that part, like, th this should have been the fucking single for real. Like, <laughs> yeah. Overall, I walked away with a four. You know, I, you know how I do it. I, I add up the ranking and, yep. and you know, divide it by the number of track. I got precisely 3.75. Oh. And I was like, I want to see if Muse will persuade me either way. No, <laughs> and I, um, <laughs> I think that is perfectly fine. Right? Like, I'm just like, I don't even know. No. It's like, it's not that it's like a three. It's not like average. It's definitely, you know, talented. But I don't know if it's like you know, solid, you know what I mean? Yeah, because no. there's so much of, like, even the tracks I like, I can still feel myself going, oh, but it wasn't really like that the whole time, though. And it didn't really, like, I, like, I get that it's trying to experiment, but it, it's experimenting so much that it forgets to, like, have that solid base, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. feel compelled to persuade you in either direction. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to explain, like, when I heard that there was going to be a new Beyonce album, I was not nearly as excited as I should have been, considering how much I enjoyed yeah. Lemonade 
and the Carters. Right. Mm. I should have been like, oh, fuck, new Beyonce? Hell yeah, let's go. And I guess it was because I heard Break My Soul and I was like, oh. Oh. Uh. And like, I like the vibe and I like the style of what they were going for, but it was like, if that's what it's going to be like, then I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> you know? Uh. It, it, it sucks, because like, Beyonce is like, without a shadow of a doubt, like one of the biggest acts in music now. Like, this is going to be the album we're talking about for like the rest of the fucking year. But mm. I, I honestly, you know, as I say that, I honestly don't even know if that's true. Like, mm. theoretically, we would be. And I, I saw someone like one of those pop culture pages that like reports on everything. And they said, um, it's been a week since Beyonce's renaissance changed our lives forever. It's like, uh, what? Like this <laughs> underwhelming, like half hearted. No way. Like. you don't even believe that no way do you believe that so yeah when i say like oh you'll probably be talking about this we probably won't be honestly like i don't know what kind of staying power what kind of shelf life this album has yeah that's what i feel weird about i feel like we're gonna be talking more about the drake album because it's bad because it's worse but like it's at least like notably uninterested like notably bad you know as opposed to this was like it's competent but it's like it's there's not exactly the bangers that you want to keep playing forever no. because it it doesn't really commit in that in that in that ear sugary way that kind of goes like oh here's the hook that you love the music that it reminded me of I can just go listen to that like it really right, felt like, like it reminded me I'm like oh maybe I should go find a good like disco playlist on on Spotify right. and listen to that instead because so, I have some 90s house yeah because I honestly have like no motivation to revisit this album like not okay. even the songs I really liked because at most they just reminded me of other songs I liked okay see that was my thing as I was listening to the break myself, and th- that's what sucks like a single really can tell you what the album's about because it's just like yep that's how I felt about the whole album where I was just like this song is definitely competent and okay but ooh, it's just making me scr- want to scratch that itch from listening to the original. And because what's interesting is that I went back and listened to it and I was thinking like, oh, that wasn't even the song I was thinking of. There's another song by Crystal Waters, the gypsy woman, she's homeless. That's oh, the one that I was yeah. thinking that it had the melody of. And what's funny is that I found it on YouTube and then like, you know how sometimes they'll switch to the next thing. And it was like a playlist that started off with a... Uh, the Crystal Water song, and I was like, oh, that's the song I was thinking of, and then it transitioned into the Show Me Love Robin S song, because yeah. it was like one of those I was like, yeah, we all know these songs sound really similar, so, like, this YouTube video that's doing a dance house mix is just gonna start with, you know, the obvious like like, like that 80s commercial where, you know, oh, Tainted Love yeah. you know, it's like, look, we know these are the two ones you're thinking of, let's just play these and so I was like, I had the one, I was like, oh yeah, it was the dabba dabba dee, dabba dabba doo you know, oh, this song is about something it's really telling you about like you know the the rotten decay in the big city you know but there's that certain other level of like you know kids you know listening to this big hit song they're gonna just do the annoying it's so clearly right for that but then when you get this in living color parody that's so just keys in on that and just does it it just hits it like god damn it your song is ruined now yeah like she has to have the uh the duff dry moment of well, my career is over. 
that's the end of me. <laughs> Got your number on that one. Yep. No one's going to take this song that was about, you know, rot in the inner city seriously anymore because now it's the Yabba Dabba Doo song. You can't deny it. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she goes up on stage to perform it. She actually she accidentally slips into the living color version. <laughs> Just has that moment. <laughs> Never lives it down. Drops the mic. on MTV. You know, uh, <laughs> he's doing it out of a charity benefit concert oh, for the homeless. No. Sadly enough, and it overshadows you know the whole like intention. Just has to do the Ashley Simpson dance off stage. Oh, no. Like well. I'll see myself out. (laughs) With that said, if you're wondering why we talked about something as seemingly random as House of Puke, I'll tell you why. It's because it was requested by a viewer. And if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about, uh, you can request an album as well. And it's as easy as heading on over to Kofi, that is ko-fi.com slash going off, that's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. And for a one-time pledge, donation, what have you, you can request an album to be reviewed on a future episode of the show. In between episodes, uh, if you want to keep up to date on what we're up to, what we're talking about, what we might be working on, uh, make sure you're following us on our Twitter pages. Um, although we both got the link trees in the description, so you can make sure you are always on top of what we're up to and you don't miss a new episode when it comes out. And uh, as you alluded to before, uh, you've been keeping up on the uh, on the streams. Oh, yeah, streaming on Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm trying to get into that schedule uh, now. I'm trying to see if I can, you know, balance all my shit. But you know, they say keep a consistent schedule, so I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> Think about, you know, live streaming, that you're doing it in real fucking time. You know, and so it's just like, oh, shit, wait, uh, I need a couple of minutes because I got to do my hair or something, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. We'll be back the week after next. So until then, for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic, and... This song reminds me of something, but I don't know what it is right now. Cause it reminds me of something, you gotta show me.